The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. He replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? Then he said to the crowd, Take care to guard against all greed. For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist in possessions. Then he told them a parable. There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, What shall I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. And he said, This is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods, and I shall say to myself, Now as for you, you have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this night your life will be demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus will it be for all who store up treasure for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Take care to guard against all greed. For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. I'd like to talk about greed. Greed is one of the seven deadly sins, we call it. Anger, pride, envy, lust, sloth, gluttony, and greed. They're called the deadly sins because they're kind of like categories of sins. And they kind of compile themselves. When we find ourselves caught in one of these particular kinds of sins, it tends to be the case that they double themselves up over and over again. They kind of feed themselves and they grow without even realizing it. Greed is like that. Greed compiles itself. It wants more and more and more of possessions in this world. St. John Fisher, who was a saint from the 15th century in England, he was one of the, those who was opposed to the Anglican Church separating itself, the Church of England, from the larger Catholic Church. Eventually he lost his life because of that position that he held. But he speaks about greed and he says this. He says, greed, and I like this, this is a really interesting image. It's actually kind of a disturbing image, just so you know. Greed is a worm that knows no rest and has eroded the mind with endless preoccupations. So that means greed is kind of parasitic in a way. It catches itself stuck in our mind, and it erodes the mind and collapses the whole structure of thinking reasonably. This past Friday, I was 
at Starbucks on uh, Falcon in Washington. And I went and I got my, I got a caramel macchiato that day. It was very tasty. Also some yogurt. And I came out and I sat outside along the little patio part of it that's right there. And I was getting together. I had my cell phone out and my book and things and all these little possessions and stuff. And uh, a homeless man comes through and, and, and pulls up his bike right next to me and has a couple of trash bags there. And as I see him, if you remember a homily I gave not too long ago, the very first thing I did, which I had told ourselves to do, was to ask for his... Yeah, but I didn't do that. The first thing I did was I felt uncomfortable. Then I asked him, well, okay, how's your day going? How are things, uh, how's your day starting off? And he kind of talks to me a little bit as well, and he says, uh, you know, yeah, he's just getting going and, and uh, just trusting that God will provide. And when he said that, I remembered my homily. I said, I got to ask for his name because he's teaching me about faith right now. So I said, well, what's your, what's your name? He said, Christopher. And so Christopher and I talked a little bit. And as he was getting ready, he says, I'm here because I need to get my morning cup of coffee. I can't really get my day started until I get my cup of coffee. And all I need is just about a 50 cents more to get the cup. And then I thought, again, because I'm not a perfect saint, here it comes. He's ready to ask me for some money. Because I'm the priest and that's what I'm supposed to do, right? But he doesn't ask for money. He just mentions that that's why he's here, that's what he's doing. He needs about another 50 cents to get a cup of coffee. And he kind of is walking away and he says to me again, Father, God will provide. Now, I'm not, I'm not making this up, okay? This, this sounds like a good makeup story, I know. But this really happened, okay? So he walks around, goes into Starbucks. About three to four minutes later, he comes back out, and he's got a cup of coffee in his hand, and he sits down next to me and says, See, Father, God will provide. And then we talked a little bit more, and he shared with me. Was there, I didn't ask him about his faith, but he shared with me that it's important for him, he said, to keep my mind focused on God. Because when I don't stay focused on God and my faith, I will go astray. I will lose my way. And I thought it was just beautiful to have this interaction with Christopher. I saw in him a person, I see in him a person who is not captivated by the parasitic greed, that worm that knows no rest, that erodes our mind and forgets us, makes us think not to think about other people. Rather, I would say about Christopher that he was very much aware that every earthly possession we have in life will one day cease to belong to us. I mean, he knew this firsthand. He had lost things he already had in life, namely a home. He knew what it was like to lose, and he knew I would propose that everything that goes on in life, eventually, whatever we own, whatever is our possession here on earth, will cease to belong to us. And that's important for us to remember in order to guard against greed. As Jesus says, guard against all greed. Because when we guard against greed, we can look at things like our clothes, our bracelets, our necklaces, uh, the, our cars and our homes, our wallets, the money in our wallets, and realize all of these things, no matter what we do, at some point in our life, will no longer belong to us. And that's a big reality check about our possessions here on earth. This is what the first reading speaks about today, a guy named Koheleth, who's a really 
wise sage in the Old Testament writings from the book of Ecclesiastes. And he says, vanity of vanities. We know this line. We've heard it before. All things are vanity. Here is one who has labored with wisdom and knowledge and skill, and yet to another who has not labored over it, he must leave property. This is what our earthly possessions are. They're like soap bubbles, Pope Francis says. You think of a soap bubble going up, it looks really nice, it's entertaining, and then it disappears within seconds. We heard that in the psalmist today, that uh, our, our, for a thousand years are in your sight as yesterday, Lord. They, the, the morning they go up like the changing grass, and at dawn they spring anew, but by evening they wilt and fade. Soap bubbles, pop, 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 disappearing. Vanity of vanities. Our earthly possessions will at some point in our life cease to belong to us. And that's an important reality check to protect against greed. Now, what happens, though, for you, and I'm sure, I, I know for myself, and I, I presume for you as well at times, is we want things, and that's kind of natural. We, we want possessions, and sometimes we want them so much, like that worm that erodes the mind, it actually starts to break down compassion for other people. So there can come a point where we get so obsessed with wanting more and wanting more and wanting more that we completely forget about the other person. Charity fails entirely. That's what happens in the parable today. Jesus gives a parable. He says, there was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. Let's pause for a moment. Is it bad that he had a bountiful harvest? By no means. In fact, that's a good thing. It's very important that there was a rich, bountiful harvest. That's a good, if you work hard in life and you have good things that happen to you, that is very valuable, important. To work hard, to provide for your family, to do a job, to be successful at it, those are good things. But here's what happens. So he has a bountiful harvest. He asks him the question. He asks the question, well, what shall I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. Don't you wish you had that problem with your money? Gosh, this bank is not big enough to hold all my money. What I should do is knock down this bank and build a bigger bank. That would be a great problem to have, wouldn't it? So he, he acknowledges this problem. I have too much. What shall I do? Now, it would have been easy, I think, if you're reflecting on this and you just sat with it for a moment, like, okay, what should I do? It would have been easy to maybe conclude, well, I will go feed the hungry a little bit. Or I will open up my barns and I'll invite the poor to come and take some for themselves. Or maybe even just to, I'll send a note to my neighbors. Hey, if you're not having a good harvest, I had a great harvest. Come have some of my grain. But that's not what he does. He says, this is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. Basically, missing compassion. Because of the greed of wanting, the obsession of more and more and more, he completely missed looking at the other person. Compassion had completely break, broke down. So we can be captivated at times by wanting more of the things that we have on this earth. What's the anecdote? What's the cure? Among many things, one of the cures is to practice losing what you have in order to prevent yourself or to set yourself free from the obsession of wanting more. Practice losing what you have. Now, in our, in our lives, there are moments, and these are very tough moments, where not just earthly possessions, but even maybe people in our lives, 
where we'll lose them. We'll lose what we have. We'll lose uh, jobs. We'll lose money, and that can hurt too. We lose family. We lose friends, spouse, parent, child. And those are painful moments. But if we really face losing what we already have, it can set us free from the obsession of wanting more of these earthly things. It can change our whole perspective if we handle it correctly, if we entrust it to God. And for a moment, we see that although we're losing what we have, we can seek what is above, as St. Paul says, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. St. Paul says, think of what is above, not of what is on earth. Maybe right now in your own life, you're going through a loss of some kind. Or there's a painful loss in your past that has just been hard to overcome. Be encouraged by the Spirit through St. Paul today. He's speaking to you. Seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above, not of what is on earth. And in a way, that can at least help us move away from that obsession that makes us incapable of thinking of other people and not having compassion. That's the issue that the person found himself originally in the gospel today. Someone in the crowd comes up to Jesus and says, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. There are tons of things wrong with that statement. Above all, tell my brother to share the inheritance with you. That means that just recently, his dad probably died. And he's get this inheritance. But he's not even thinking about the loss of his dad. He's concerned with the inheritance. He's concerned with the earthly possessions. He wants more of those, so much so that he's even neglecting and taking himself away from his brother and putting himself at odds with his brother. Practice losing what you have, and you will be free from the obsession of wanting more and will learn to seek what is above. That's where I want to kind of put this onto the street for you this week. Get rid of some possessions. You get home today. Look at your closet. Look around your house. Look for knickknacks, for clothes, for jewelry, for tools, for all sorts of little possessions that you don't need. Get rid of some of them. Help yourself out by making some rules. So for example, if you're doing clothes, we, we maybe used this rule before. If I haven't worn it for a year, I throw it, I give it out, I give it away. You can go through your clothes and make that little rule. You could uh, say, you know, I only need eight to ten shirts to cover me for a week and a half, and everything else has got to go. Get rid of some possessions. Do something concretely to practice losing what you have in order to be free from the obsession of wanting more and learning to seek what is above. In this way, we'll respond to Jesus' teaching in the gospel today. Take care to guard against all greed. For though one may, may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions.